Some people say death. Some people say murdered. I say murdered because that's basically what happened to Jesus Christ. He was murdered upon the cross. And that's basically our Holy Week is Palm Sunday, starting through the crucifixion. The title of my sermon is supposed to be The Final Call. But I don't know if that's what I really want to talk about today. <laughs> but we'll go with it. When you think about last call, what comes to your mind? Last call, final call for your airplane. Last call, final call at 2, what, 1.30 a.m. in the morning when you're trying to get your last drink on. Last call generates a lot of things for a lot of people. And we have to think, what does it mean to us when we hear those words, final call? Uh, for me, it means going home to be with Jesus. <laughs> That's what my final call looks like. Going home to be with the Lord. Just as Jesus knew he was what he was going into, he knew what he was getting into, but he knew he was getting ready to go be with his Father in heaven. And I know everyone in here has dealt with a death, someone leaving prematurely in their life. I know I have, and it's not easy. But we know to be born, we are born to die. We don't ever know what the real reasons behind some of these early deaths are, but we're asked to accept them. And we're asked to move on to, you know, not get over it, but remember the people that were here before us and appreciate what they gave to us in this lifetime. And that's what Jesus did. He gave us a lot in a short amount of time. I mean, what, ministry at, what, 30, died at 33, basically? So when you hear of people dying at a young age, I don't sometimes look at it as them leaving this earth too early. Sometimes I think they're blessed. To get a, I call it getting a pass. When you die and you leave this earth early, you're getting a pass because as we know earth today, it's not the easiest place to be. It's just not the easiest. You don't want to do it some days. You don't want to be on this earth some days. But at the same time, as long as God has us on this earth, he has us here for a purpose and a reason. If you don't know what your purpose or your reason is or why you think we are still here on this earth at our particular time, I would suggest you meditate and pray really hard on what it is that you think God would have you to do. Uh, it's not easy. It's just not an easy thing. We get up every day. We, we wake up to the promise of a new day, a day with the Lord, a day that not everybody gets. And like I say, Jesus knew that when he was traveling down that road on that donkey, where he knew he would meet his final days. He was already preparing to go be with his father. You know, in Matthew it tells us we don't know the time or the hour nor the day. We don't know any of this. God knew, Jesus knew what he was getting ready to do. He knew that his life was coming to an end. How many of us in here today would like 
to know the specific time or day? Would you really want to know up to the minute when you were going to draw your last breath? I don't know about you. I don't want to go in my sleep. To me, that's an easy way. Just go to sleep and don't wake up. Not everyone gets that luxury. Jesus did not have that luxury. And he knew. I don't even know if he realized how hard it was going to be. But we know how hard it must have been for him to meet that death. And all the preparation he had to make before he even got to Golgotha. Before he even got up to the hill to hang on that cross. He already knew he had preparations to make. So when I ask you, would you like to know the time and the day down to the second? Would it change anything? Would you prepare any differently? I don't know if I would. You sometimes think if I only had another week, another day, another hour, I could do this, I could do that, I could fix this, I could fix that. But would you really? If God said to you, daughter, this is the day and the time, I need you to prepare yourself for what's getting ready to happen. I need you to put your life in order. You have what? Let's see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What, four days? Basically, you have four days. You have four days to prepare and to plan and get all your people together. To take your last journey to the cross. That's all, that's all we have. He's telling us. Jesus knew he had about four days. Not all of us are blessed to have four days to get our affairs in order. Some people, unfortunately, pass away without anything being in order. And they leave that burden to those behind. That's why I say all the time, get to know your pastor before you need him. It's never too early to prepare for your final destination, your final call. It's never, ever too late. If God gives us the opportunity to awake every day in our sound mind, in our body, in our limbs, and we're active and we're able to get up, we're able to go to work, we're able to meet our daily responsibilities, God gave us that day. When we wake up every day, that's a day that God has given us. To make the best use of our time. Do you think Jesus was making the best use of his time in those last few days? I think he packed more in those few days than most of us pack in a lifetime. All in preparing to go be with his father in heaven. He paid the ultimate price for each one of us. And I've heard it said in this church many times how many of us would make that sacrifice. How many of us would lay down our lives for our loved ones just so that they may have life and life more abundant? And we've asked that question here and I think all of us are like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. In all honesty, I don't know that I could do it either. But these are some of the things that we need to think about during Lent is the final call, the preparation. Do we have enough time to prepare 
for our final days. What would it look like to one, each of and every one of us, what our final days would look like? If we had four days prepare for our final day, what would that look like? What would you do? Would you be on Facebook? Would you be on social media? Would you be texting, Twittering? What would you be doing in your final four days on earth as you know it? You know, we could be the martyr and think, oh, I would make the best use of my time. But I will tell you, I don't know what it would feel like to be given a death sentence, to be allowed the opportunity to know exactly when I was going to draw my last breath. I don't know what it would feel like. I don't know what I would do. I might go crazy just from the sheer thought that I wouldn't see my friends and family anymore. But then again, in dying, we are reborn. Who wouldn't want to be at the foot of Jesus every day? I'm going to tell you, there is, a, there is an argument for death and there's an argument for living. And there's probably arguments for everything in between. None of us wants to go prematurely. At least I don't believe any of us do. But sometimes when you deal with the daily rigors of what we deal with on a 24-hour cycle, sometimes death don't always look so bad. <laughs> but we know that our time is when God says it's our time. And no, we will not know the hour nor the time or the second of the day. We're not going to have time to prepare when it's our turn, it's our turn, and we don't know when it's our turn. So I would say to everyone in here today, if you've not made any form of preparation for your end days, this is a good day to start during the week of Lent. You have to think about it. I know some people say, oh, that's morbid. I don't want to talk about, <laughs> don't speak death. Well, I'm not speaking death. I will speak life over everything, but there will become a time where we will die. And I say this all the time, jokingly, I don't want people going through my stuff. I don't. I don't want them going through my panty drawer. I don't want them going through my, my candy bar drawer. I don't want them going through anything. We need a plan. Just as we plan to live, we must plan to die. It's that simple. We plan to go to this restaurant. We plan to go to this store. We plan to go to this concert. Oh, we planning on going to the basketball game. That's well and good. That's what you do when you're alive, you live. But in that living, we must also know that in that living, we are born to die. And we don't know when that time is going to be. So I would just suggest to everybody, plan plan it so nobody after you messes it up. Because I'll tell you, there's something I know about is funerals of people who did not have a home church, did not have a pastor. Then you have a strange pastor up there trying to give you a eulogy, trying to talk about you, mispronounce your name, mispronounce your children's name, don't know what you did, who you did it with. It is a 
circus. I've been to circus funerals where the pastor you knew without a shadow of doubt didn't know a thing about what he was eulogizing. I don't want to go like that. I want whoever eulogizes me to know me and know me well. I want them to give me a great send-off. Unfortunately, Jesus didn't get a great send-off. He died a tragic and a horrible death. And we've all spoken about it, how he was hung high and stretched wide. How he was piercing his side, giving vinegar water to drink. A crown of thorns pushed onto his forehead to where he was bleeding. He was beaten. We know the story. He knew he was going to be crucified. He knew this. How many of us, if we knew we were going to have to carry this wooden heavy cross in the heat? It was hot. It was hot. Uh, it was heating up. And you're having to crawl up this hill with this cross and you know what's getting ready to happen. You know you're getting ready to be nailed to it. Hands and feet. You know what's getting ready to happen. Would any of y'all take that charge? I don't know that I would. Personally, I don't know that I, I, it's in me. But it was in Jesus because Jesus already knew the plan for his life. He already knew what was going to happen. But we know next week we're going to hear about the glory of his resurrection, of his death and rising. I'm going to let Pastor give y'all that one because it's going to be good. See, we, you can get all sad during Lent up to the crucifixion. It's a sad time. But in the life of a lot of people, it was a happy time because they knew he was coming back. He told them he was coming back. You just had to have the faith that when he told you, I'm coming back, to believe him. Not everyone believed what he was telling them. I'm going to come back. I'm coming back. We know that we will be back one day, but it will be in a different place. We hope to be in a heavenly realm. At least I pray that's where I'm headed. I know that I'm trying to do my work on earth, so when I pass through the gates, I will be with the Father. That's what I think all of us are praying for. Sometimes we think about people that have gone on before us. My sister was 35 when she passed away. I had another girlfriend, 36, 37. I know a lot of people in my past that just went, I thought, too early. But was it really too early or was it their time? And I say, if, if you die, it's your time. Because that's when God has set that up for you. That's the, top, that's the reservation he made for you. It may not always look pretty the way we go to pass through to the other side. But that's God's way. I don't question God's way for my life. If he takes me home tonight, y'all have to go through my candy drawers and my candy bar drawer. Y'all have to do it all because I haven't made a lot of provisions. I haven't made a lot of plans. I am lax. Nobody wants to think about that. Nobody really wants to do that. It's just, ooh, it's just... Some people have a hard time with it, but I will tell you, have dealt with it many times in my life and seeing all the disarray that comes from someone's prematurely dying and the fuss and the cussing and the stealing and, and whatever. Because I come from a world where most of my family didn't have wills. They didn't believe in wills. Oh, you know you getting this, you know you getting that. I told so-and-so I want you to have that. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I don't have nothing. I didn't get nothing. 
Don't let your legacy die with you. Build on your legacy now while you have time. I don't know anybody whose legacy was as sweet and great as Jesus Christ. He left a legacy. I'm not saying I'm going to leave that kind of legacy, but I want people to know I was here. So you have to take the time now while you have it because our tomorrows are not promised. Only what we have right here. This is all we have, people. This is it. We don't have anything else. When we open our eyes every morning, that's it. That's it. You pray you make it to work. You pray for safe travel mercies to and from the job because these folks out here, these people out here, they're crazy. They can't drive. I'm just telling you, they can't drive. It's rough. The world is getting rougher. Look around us. There are things going on in our time that I never thought I would see in my time. But these are not any different than the times that Jesus grew up in. It's just repeating itself and it just looks different. But I trust you, you will find the parallel in the word to what we're going through right now this day. It's in here. There's nothing what new under the sun, we know that. Everything we know that we have is in the word. That's all we have. Pastor say, this is a road map to good living. Fine living. Living a right way. Who don't want to be right with God? I don't want to be one of those heathens that pass away without knowing that I was saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. I need to, I need to know this. I need to get this down in my, my, my being. That when I pass over, I know where I'm going. Have you ever seen, I don't know if this is kind of morbid, have you ever seen a body laid in a casket with a squinched up face and it don't look all good? They didn't die happy. I'm just telling you, it wasn't the mortuary. Some frowns you can't get off of a face. Some people die in misery. They don't know that they don't know God. They've heard about him, but they don't know him. And they go to their death not knowing anything about the Lord, just hearing things, never wanting to get that relationship with God. So when you look at it, you're like, they don't look right about that person. No, they died in pain and agony because they didn't know God. I want to be laying there with a big old smile on my face, mauve lipstick, none on my teeth. Make sure they don't put no lipstick on my teeth. I won't be snacking where I'm going. So I'm just saying to all of us today, Jesus prepared for his final days. I'm not saying I need palm branches spread out for me. Because I don't know if they're going to even have palm branches where I'm going. You don't need to lead the way for me like they did for the Lord. The Lord came riding on an ass. They put palm fronds down so he'd have an easier ride. But they didn't even know at that time where he was going. They were just welcoming him back into the city. Cheering him on. Happy to see him. Oh, come eat at my house. Oh, I got you some dinner tonight. They were loving on the Lord Jesus when he came down that trail on that ass of a donkey. And they made it comfortable for him. Little did they know a few days later, there'd be no palm fronds laid down 
at our Savior's feet. There will be no cheering, just jeering. They're not no longer happy to see Jesus. They went from one extreme to the other. And that's what we live in every day, from one extreme to the other. We like on this big old seesaw, and you just hope the person on the other end don't jump off and leave you hanging. Because if y'all ever been on that other end of that teeter-totter, when the person got off and you're in the air, you know what's going to happen. You know exactly where you're going. If you're not quick enough to jump off the teeter-totter, it hurts. I hear it hurts worse for guys than it does for girls, but it hurts nonetheless. I don't want to be left sitting up on a teeter-totter not knowing if the person on the other end is going to stay there with me or jump off. But Jesus, we know, is always there for us. He's never going to jump off. He's never going to leave us. He has never forsaken us. Jesus went through a lot so we could have what we have on this earth today. Is it the best? Eh, probably not, but it's what we have. This is what we have today. We can make the best use of it, or we can just, I don't know, just, Jesus, not today. I don't want you today. I'm not feeling you today. You can do that. God's still going to love you. He's going to love us. God is going to love us no matter what. And once you know this, what else is there? What else is there? Once you know Jesus has your back, what else is there to know? I don't know how hard it is for people to understand that. When Jesus has our back, he's got our back. He has our back 24-7, 365. He will never leave us nor forsake us. If there's one constant that all of us share is that Jesus loves each and every one of us the same way. He wants only the best for us. How many people in your lives truly, truly, truly have your best interest at hand? When the tough get going, did the week start running? Jesus didn't. He didn't run. He didn't run from anything. He might have run to meet the challenge, but he didn't run from anything. So I say to all of us here today, we shouldn't be running away from Jesus. We should be running to him. And in running to him, we should be prepared. We need to be prepared. God has given us all the tools and the resources to be prepared. The only reason if you're not prepared is you don't care or you're shallow. Maybe you're not there yet, but all of us in here are mature Christians. We know what God expects from us. We know what he wants from us. And I'm telling you today that when you grasp the concept that we are born to die and when you get that in your spirit, and we all know that we're not here forever, we all know we have an expiration date on us. We just don't know when that expiration date is. But I'm telling you, we all have one. Prepare for the journey to the end. Prepare yourselves. There's going to be an end to this life as we know it on earth. There's going to be an end. Prepare. Prepare yourself a way to a peaceful end.
as peaceful as you can get it. Do your estate planning. Do your will. Do whatever it takes to get a peace of mind so that you know when you leave this earth, everything is taken care of. You've left it in hopefully capable hands. Jesus was left in capable hands because he had Mary. He had his family. He knew he was coming back. He knew he had his family. He had already prepared his family. If you don't have a family that you can prepare, you better find you some good friends. You better find you a pastor. You better find someone to help you prepare because it's coming. And it's coming sooner than we think it is. This is not a doom and gloom sermon. It's just reality check. If Jesus only lived to 33 and the way he was murdered, here we all in our 40s, 50s, 70s, we all, we, we made it. We made it to, we made it. We've lived longer than Jesus Christ was on that earth. So if I go tomorrow, well, I live Jesus. I, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or not, but I'm just saying we need to be prepared as Jesus was prepared when he sat with his disciples for the last time. They had their last supper together. They prepared well. Jesus prepared well. He prepared his people pretty well. Some of them still didn't believe it when he rolled up out of that tomb. They, they just didn't. They were like, who are you? Some people didn't believe it. Some of his own people in his own party didn't believe it. But I'm telling you today, if you don't know anything else, you better know that we are not immune to dying. Our turn will come one day as Jesus did. All I'm asking is that you take a little more effort in preparing. Now, I'm not saying dwell on it. Think of it like planning your vacation. We put a lot of time into planning the perfect vacation. I would say to you put the same time and effort into planning your, your, your final farewell. I mean, how awesome would that be to have everything you want done when they put you in that ground? Everything is done. You had it your way. You had the, the, the clothes you wanted on. You had the, your things divided out who you wanted to have them. You don't have to worry about some crackhead getting your stuff out of your house. You don't have to worry about these things. God has set it up that we can plan for our end. I say plan well. I, Pastor laughs at me all the time, but I'm serious. I know how I want to go. I've given a lot of thought. I know what I want to wear. I know how I want my hair done. I know everything. I know the jewelry I want to wear. I know the music I want to be played. I have it all down. And I want it, I want it followed out to the letter, as much as the letter can be at the time I pass. So death don't have to be a hard thing. They say death is in rejoicing. You have to rejoice in death. It's a homegoing celebration now. They don't even call it, they call it a homegoing celebration now. It's not even a funeral. It's not what we think of when we used to think of funerals. You know, everybody's is a dirge. It don't have to be. I say die like you lived. Right. Live like you want to die. I know that Jesus 
has a plan for each one of us in here. He has a plan for all of us. Don't think he don't. We may never know what his plan is for us, but continue praying. Pray for one another. Pray to God daily that when our time comes, we have it as prepared as Jesus was prepared to go to that cross for us. We need to be prepared. This was not my sermon today. Y'all already know that. I didn't even get this thing to work. It was just, y'all know the story about Palm Sunday. But I wanted to tr tell y'all about being prepared to leave this earth the right way. To give it a little more thought. Think about it a little bit more because we're getting a little bit older. We need to know these things. We have to plan for these things. And I say if Jesus had like four days to plan, we, we don't know how many days we have left. We, we could be planning. You know what I'm saying? Once you get it planned, you got it written down, put it up. And then live. Truly live. Knowing that you've already prepared for the end. That to me gives me peace of mind. Knowing that my end is already planned. Now I can live. I can live the way Jesus wants me to live because I already know everything's taken care of on the front end. So when I get to the back end, there's nothing for anybody to do. Just show up. Show up. Just show up. That's all I said. Just show up. And I don't want people jeering at me as I take my final ride. I feel sad for Jesus that he had to die like that. That he had to go the way he went. It breaks my heart. Every time y'all stand up here and talk about how he went, it breaks my heart. Because I say that was more than any of us would be willing to give to anybody. That was an amazing sacrifice on Jesus' part. But it had to be done. And as a result, here we sit today with one another trying to make sense of this world that we live in when sometimes it don't make any sense. But I say this, if you wake up every morning, God gives you the ability to see one more day, make the best of it. Do something to encourage yourself, to encourage others, and to please God. It's only the things that we do for one another and God that really matters. Don't be selfish, just keep giving, keep doing, keep coming. Keep believing that when your day comes, you know where you're going, you know where you're headed, and your plan is clear. It's written down. It's done. I thank y'all today. This was hard. <laughs> but happy to be here.